Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hello there and welcome back. So I picked up a few hundred more listeners this week. So if you're new here, welcome. I am so glad that you were here. It looks like many of you have found me by way of TikTok. And so I wanted to let you know that in addition to being on TikTok, I am also on Facebook and Instagram where I'm able to add a few more visuals to kind of dig a little bit deeper into the ideas that we talk about here. So if you are on social media and you want to find me on those sites, I will link in the show notes to my other socials so that we can meet up over there. So I thought it might be kind of fun to give a little shout out to a few of the places that are currently listening. So right now I'm being listened to in 27 countries and territories, which is super fun for me. <laughs> and of course, the bulk of my listeners are in the US, but I wanted to give a shout out to Canada, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, Taiwan, Ireland, Germany, Croatia, Poland, and Norway. So welcome and thank you so much for listening. I just love how small the world can be with modern day technology. I love it. Love it, love it. And I'm so glad that you're here. So thank you so much for listening. So a week or so ago, I did several mindfulness and meditation workshops here locally, as well as one online. And during one of these workshops, then somebody asked a fantastic question. So essentially what she asked was, what do you do if there's an imbalance in the relationship? She said, what if the person that you're engaging with talks the entire time and there isn't any room for you to speak? And so you're left feeling unfulfilled. And I thought that this was such a fantastic question because I think that that is something that we have all dealt with at one time or another. I wasn't able to dedicate as much time and space to a question in that moment as I would have liked. And so I figured, hey, I have a podcast. <laughs> I might as well take it on there and share it with everybody. So there are going to be at least two episodes on this, possibly more, um, depending on um, what kind of engagement I get and what questions you have and the feedback I receive. Uh, so make sure that you're subscribed if this is of interest to you. And if you would like me to dig a little bit deeper into some of these ideas, feel free to message me uh, so that I know what direction to take this. So, all right, imbalance in relationship. Let's go. <laughs> so first, I want you to think about a moment or a relationship that you felt was really out of balance. So maybe notice, is it a certain relationship or was there maybe a certain experience that's coming to your mind? Uh, just kind of think about what's coming up for you. So it might be like the example given earlier where the other person seems to talk so much that there isn't room for you to speak. Or maybe the imbalance is around service offered or questions asked or outings initiated. There are so many ways the imbalance can show up. And so just kind of notice what is coming up for you. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about a few examples, but thinking in your mind right now about how it's showing up for you can help you to apply this to you personally. And of course, if you would like support around your specific situation, you can always come and work with me, uh, but hopefully you'll be able to coach yourself through a lot of these things. So today we're going to be talking about two important things to consider when working to create balance in relationship. So the first one is work to see the balance or imbalance more clearly. And the second one is own your peace in the imbalance and adjust as needed. All right. So number one, work to see the imbalance more clearly. So to do this, simply ask yourself a lot of questions. For example, it can be helpful to ask yourself, okay, well, this, was this a one-time thing or is this a pattern of behavior? If it's a one-time thing, then maybe do some self-coaching around what your current need is that was unmet in that situation so that you can be more clear about how you can get that met for yourself. If it's a pattern of behavior that you're dealing with, if this relationship is important to you, it's totally worth it to take it to the other person to see if they're willing to make space for you to create something that is more sustainable for both parties. 
I know that for me, I am a verbal processor, and I'm sure that that is one of the reasons why I love coaching so much. I'm able to swap coaching with other coaches, and so we're able to verbally process and see things a bit more clearly so that I can create the life that I really want. And there have been times when maybe I had something that was weighing on my mind that I just really needed to talk about. But in that moment, for whatever reason, my friend um, seemed oblivious, right? Like, like they didn't ask how I was doing. It seemed like maybe they couldn't tell that I was struggling. They didn't stop to ask me how I was doing. And in that moment, I found that I was thinking thoughts like, they never make room for me. They always do all the talking. They just love talking about themselves. What about me? Notice your thoughts and become really curious about what is coming up for you. Is it true that they always do this? Or is this maybe a time when you were just really hoping that they would be a little bit more attentive to your needs? And so maybe you turned up the volume on their not showing up for you in the way that you needed in that moment. So here's the thing. <laughs> Generally speaking, when someone is thinking the thought, they always do all the talking, then they're more likely to shut down themselves, which allows the other person to continue to talk <laughs> and it kind of perpetuates the imbalance. So notice how you're showing up when you're thinking that thought, they always do all the talking. Being honest about what actually happened can encourage us to be a bit more curious about not only how they showed up, but how we showed up. So for example, in that moment, did I tell my friend that there was something I was really needing to process out loud? Is there a chance that they were unaware that I had things that I wanted to say? Are they preoccupied with something else going on in their life? And so they were maybe a little less attentive than usual but maybe generally they do show up for me, like just kind of keep asking these questions. Oftentimes we, the people pleasers, because we are so highly attuned to other people, as well as their mental and emotional state, their hunger cues, their micro expressions, their physical and emotional needs. I mean, like we are so attentive to all of it, right? Like we're pretty dang awesome at reading people. It's our superpower. <laughs> this stuff comes so naturally to us. And because this superpower comes so easily to us, then we tend to assume that everybody else will be equally attuned to our wants and needs and emotions, but this is simply not true. We have our superpowers and they have theirs and they're different. It's not necessarily true that they're insensitive jerks, right? They may just gain information through explicit requests rather than through intuition and energy like you do, and that's okay. So let's just assume for a moment that it is 100% true that your friend talked the entire time. So when they're doing 100% of the talking, what do you do? More than likely, if you are a people pleaser, it's pretty likely that you just go silent, right? It shuts you down. So in your mind, you might be thinking thoughts like, they should listen to me. Why can't they ever just listen? If they loved me, they would listen. They never make any room for me. The thing is, these kinds of thoughts are going to be creating feelings of resentment and they disempower us and they make us the victim. And they're also like equating somebody else's ability to listen with our love ability. So in other words, they're going, these thoughts are going to be feeding into the negative emotions that we're creating for ourselves. And these thought patterns make it less likely that we're going to be able to create change in that relationship, right? It's going to shut us down, make us the victim. So be aware of the thoughts that are coming up for you. Remember that our thoughts create our reality and these thoughts are not going to be creating a very supportive experience. All right, so that leads into tip number two. See if you can recognize your piece to own in the imbalance. Our human brains really want to make everything somebody else's fault. We like to make it the other person's fault because then we don't have to change. We're lazy like that. <laughs> we don't want to change. And so we make something, we make the thing somebody else's fault. But the thing is like this kind of thinking, it turns the other person into the villain and it keeps us in the victim role. And how disempowering is that? 
when we're able to identify our piece to own in the imbalance, then we shift our focus to the only thing that we actually do have control over ourselves. And this can start with something as simple as a thought. So remember that it is your thoughts that create your emotions and your emotions are what's going to drive your actions. So let's see what a few thoughts might be creating for us, shall we? So if you're thinking the thought, they should listen to me. You're going to be feeling an urge to control the other person, right? And we don't actually have any control over them. Like, sure, we can make a request, but the humans are going to do what the humans are going to do. And we can just choose to respond accordingly. Also notice that if you're thinking should thoughts, you're probably running a manual. And this means that you have a manual of instructions in your head for how you think other people should be showing up, how they should think, how they should act, how they behave in order to make you feel better. We have manuals because of how we think it's going to make us feel. It's very rarely about the other person. The thing is, when we go through life with these manuals for other people, it usually backfires and it creates more resentment than connection. If you want to learn more about manuals and how they might be showing up for you, I encourage you to listen to episodes five and six. I will link them in the show notes. You might also be thinking thoughts like, why can't they ever just listen to me? This thought is going to be creating feelings of resentment, anger, and frustration. Another thought might be, if they loved me, they would listen. So this thought is equating somebody else's ability to listen with your lovability. Your lovability is independent of anybody else's ability to see you or listen to you or hear you in that moment. They never make any room for me. This thought is kind of a funny one because generally speaking, when someone is thinking that the other person never makes room for them, they tend to shut down completely. So essentially now they are the ones not making room for themselves. So be aware of the thoughts that are coming up for you. Remember that our thoughts create our reality and these particular thoughts are not going to create a very supportive experience. All right, so now listen up. The helpers, healers, empaths, and people pleasers, they all seem to share the same struggle. We seem to have a shared belief that if we just keep showing up in amazing ways for other people, that then they will see how we would like to be treated and they will reciprocate in kind. So we tend to love and to serve and to give and to listen until we have nothing left. And soon we find that we are left feeling burned out, angry, and resentful when our needs aren't met. The thing is, we teach other people how we want to be treated through the behaviors that we're willing to tolerate. Oftentimes we think that we're showing them by example. Sometimes that works, but mostly we teach other people how we want to be treated through the behaviors that we're willing to tolerate. We think that because we are highly attuned to other people's wants and wishes that the other people are equally as attuned to us, but this is not the case. If, for example, you're in conversation with someone and you allow them to talk for hours on end and you never interject or tell them that you also have some things that you would like to share, then you are essentially teaching them that you just really enjoy listening to them ramble on and that you don't actually have anything to say. If you continuously drop everything to show up for your friends without asking them to also show up for you from time to time, then you're essentially teaching them that you don't have any boundaries around your time. Their stuff is more important than your stuff and that they can totally expect that you will drop everything to serve them without getting anything in return, that you actually like this. And the truth is we do like showing up for our people in these amazing ways and also we need something coming back in return, and it's okay to request that. If you're in a relationship where you ask loads of questions about the other person and you're not volunteering any information about you, you're essentially teaching them that you just love what they have to say. You find them super interesting and you really don't have anything to say about yourself. 
It can take practice to break these cycles, especially when you've become so attuned to other people's wants, wishes, and emotional states. Like I know, you know, if you're an empath, you probably know exactly what the other person is feeling. And so it can feel very important because it's like, wow, like I totally feel their feelings. This is super important to them. I will sit and continue to listen. But in an effort to make sure that the other person doesn't experience any discomfort, then people pleasers tend to make themselves very uncomfortable and contribute and have a major piece to own in creating these imbalances. Okay, so let's talk solutions. So first, here are some more supportive thoughts that will help you to step out of victimhood. So let's continue on with the example of the friend that talks a lot. Some more supportive thoughts might be, they must really love talking to me. <laughs> I bet that they have never felt more seen or heard or validated. I am such a great listener and it's okay for me to speak up too. My experiences are at least as valid as their experiences. I could honestly learn a thing or two from this person when it comes to learning how to talk about myself. Wow, I'm going to really pay attention about how to talk about myself more. <laughs> I am noticing all of my thoughts and emotions during this exchange, and I'm using these thoughts and emotions as information to help me to create something that is more sustainable for me. Many times when there is an imbalance and it's working against you, it's really actually working for the other person. This means that while the two of you are both present for the same exchange, it's highly likely that you are having two very different experiences. It's highly likely that this friend is feeling seen and heard and validated by you. And also it can be true that for you in this instance, you are feeling unseen, unheard, or invalidated by them. Knowing that you're having two different experiences can really help when working to create change. So for me, when I'm thinking about how much the other person has enjoyed talking with me, my heart kind of softens a bit. I find it pretty endearing that they enjoy talking with me so much. And I can see that they feel comfortable around me. They feel safe, they feel heard, and they feel loved. And that is super endearing. When I look at them as someone that I have a connection with, I'm much more likely to act with kindness rather than react emotionally. So choose to act, not react emotionally. For example, you may choose to be proactive in your approach. So maybe you choose to interject and say, oh, hey, I just want to interrupt you for a second because you just reminded me of something I really wanted to share. We may think it's rude to interrupt someone when they're talking. And also, probably we all agree that it's also rude to just continue to talk over someone and not allow space for them to reply. So, hey, it is okay for you to assert yourself. They just gave you permission to talk. By the, through their example of talking over you, <laughs> right? So the other person is already asserting themselves. Follow their example. It's going to be okay. Another way that you could be proactive is by stating a boundary around your time or your energy. So this might look like saying something like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up that I have about 10 more minutes. I really want to hear the rest of this story. So, you know, fill me in on what you can, but I need to leave here in 10 minutes. I have one coaching friend where we like legit set a timer for our visits. <laughs> she coaches me for 20 minutes where I'm able to just speak out loud and be heard. And then I coach her for 20 minutes and create space for her. And then we kind of shoot the breeze for the last 20 minutes. So that gives us one hour of time together where we're able to both feel seen and heard and validated and have that space to verbally process. And it's really a beautiful thing. And so if you have limited time with a friend, you might want to try that too. Just being like, hey, I have some things I want to share. I also want to make sure that you get to share too. So how about if we kind of set a timer and so that we can both have that space. When I was attending the life coach school, my instructor told us that it was okay to interrupt a client and I just about died because this went against the core of who I am. I could not possibly imagine how awkward and uncomfortable that would feel for both me and my client if I started to interrupt them. But you know what? It's actually been a very super helpful skill for me to cultivate. 
I have learned that when I interrupt a client to help them to narrow their focus or summarize a story, not only does it make things more concise so that we can finish our session on time, but I have found that it also helps my client to feel more understood. Interrupting to ask clarifying questions, it does take practice, but it's worth the effort because sometimes people just continue to talk because they aren't quite sure you understand. So you're going to be hearing the exact same story in seven different ways because they just want to make sure that you understand. So actually interjecting, let them know, oh my gosh, I totally get it. And now tell me what you're going to do about it or shifting it somehow so that they know that you hear them rather than just being passively silent. So when you notice an imbalance, notice also how do you show up? Are you passive and quiet? Are you just hoping that they'll come to their own realization that you too would like to speak, but you're never actually advocating for yourself? Or are you proactive and advocating for yourself? Because the truth is more than likely you're going to be uncomfortable either way. You're either going to be uncomfortable because you're feeling unseen and unheard, or you're going to feel uncomfortable advocating for yourself. But the actions of one of these uncomfortable feelings is likely to reinforce the behaviors that you're wanting to change, while the actions of the other uncomfortable feeling is more likely to create needed change in the relationship and help to make it into something that is more sustainable for you. If you're going to be uncomfortable either way, why not choose the discomfort that is more likely to get you the results that you want? Just a reminder, this is the first in a mini series on how to create more balanced relationships. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you can hear more next week. And hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, will you please leave me a review? It really does help me to help more people and grow this awesome community. I will link all of my social media accounts as well as the episode recommendations in the show notes. So check that out if you're interested. And hey, let's experience discomfort on purpose this week with the intention of creating change. Shall we? You have got this. And remember, if you'd like more support, come and work with me. I do have space for you. All right. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. If you notice some things coming up for you while listening to this episode and you would like some support, come and work with me. I have a few slots opening up this month and I would love to work with you. Come and visit MarianneWalker.life and apply now. I'll see you there.